0: Welcome to Wisdom and the Word Podcast, the show that not only answers your questions from God's Word, but equips believers with the foundational truths for their faith. We're excited that you've taken time to join us and hope that today's content is valuable to you. In today's episode, Pastor Wiley continues his study through the book of Hebrews. Welcome to Wisdom and the Word. This is Tune Up Tuesday, and we are taking time to study through the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter number 13 is where we're going to begin today. And we're going to read verses 1 to 6 as we get started on the very last chapter here in this awesome book that we've been taking time to study. Hebrews 13, let's read in verse number 1. The Bible says, Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember them that are in bonds, as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity, as being yourselves also in the body. Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Here in Hebrews chapter number 13, we find the writer writing this last chapter and concluding. He's going to start winding down and concluding his thoughts. I've entitled this particular section, Serving God Acceptably. Serving God Acceptably. It really comes out of the latter chapter, latter part of chapter 12, but we'll talk about that here in just a moment. Now, the connection here that we see here is from Hebrews 12 to 13. Remember that uh, the chapter divisions were placed by us, and sometimes they are an interruption of a thought. I believe what's happening here in chapter 13 verses 1 to 6 is a definition of what has been called for in the previous chapter. The previous chapter has called us to continue on, press on, uh, to not draw back. It's given us a warning about abandoning the faith, about apostasy and walking away. Not only has it contrasted the two different mounts and the two different covenants that we see and told us that Jesus' blood and Jesus' sacrifice and Jesus' priesthood is better, but it has called us to a service of God, specifically in Hebrews 12, 28. The Bible says, wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Verse 29, he concludes with, for our God is a consuming fire. These are the last words of chapter 12 that lead us to the thoughts of chapter 13 and verse number 1. And what I believe we see in the first six verses is the definition of that particular kind of service that he calls us to. He's calling us to a particular kind of service, that which is acceptable to God, With reverence and godly fear. And so, through these verses, he's going to give us some thoughts about this matter of serving the Lord and what this should look like. Six things that we'll notice as we go through. So, let's talk about what it looks like to serve God acceptably. Notice with me, if you would, in verse number one, the first thing that he tells us is that serving God acceptably has a specific type of care for our siblings. Care for our siblings. You'll notice it in verse 1, let brotherly love continue. Now, the concept of brotherly love, again, is dealing with our connection in the family of God. We are responsible to do good unto those, especially, Galatians would tell us, of the household of faith. Our responsibility to others is great, to the world, to share the gospel. But to each other, to our siblings in our household, our responsibility is to care for one another. Paul, or the writer of Hebrews, is calling us specifically to a care for our siblings, a love for one another. John would tell us in 1 John that uh, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. Jesus would say by this shall all men that ye love one another. John would tell us in 1 John chapter 2 that uh, a mark of our Christianity, of our genuineness and authenticity, is that we love the brethren, that it's not possible to love God and not love our brethren. And so the writer of Hebrews is drawing our attention to the responsibility to serve God acceptably is number one, to let brotherly love continue. That is that kind of love that we have had must continue, must prosper. Uh, it must not be let down. We must continue on in every day, in every age to love one another and cared for one another and bind up each other's wounds and care for those who are part of the body. We have a responsibility to care for the family, to care for other people. And again, who are our brothers and sisters? Well, our brothers and sisters are those who have been saved by the grace of God. If you are genuinely converted and placed your faith and trust in Christ, then we would say that you are a brother in Christ. Or if you are female, a sister in Christ. When we look at the scriptures, the Bible uses these types of phrases, brother and sister drawing us together in the same family. Now, we may not all be part of the same local body where we serve, but we certainly have a responsibility to one another as brothers and sisters to be able to care for one another. I mean, some of you probably in your own household have learned how to care for a brother. Some of you may have been older brothers or older sisters, and given the responsibility of the caring of the younger siblings, uh, given a responsibility to watch them at certain times, or maybe even had the ability to be able to be their babysitter. At specific times. I think what the writer here is calling us to is this brotherly care, this sibling concern that we ought to have for one another. We can't underestimate it. It's one of the marks of those who are true disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, whether we genuinely care for, love one another, willing to be inconvenienced for each other for the cause of Christ. Secondly, he's going to tell us in verse number two that not only is serving God acceptably has care for our siblings, but it also exhibits concern for the stranger, concern for the stranger. Look at what he says in verse two, be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Now, again, we're talking about those on the outside of the the family at this point. We're talking about those that are strangers, those that may be sojourners, uh, those that are maybe coming through. Uh, He's dealing with the matter of hospitality, Caring for one another, being benevolent, making sure that others are cared for, uh, strangers, people that we may not know, people that we may have never seen before. You know, one of the marks of genuine Christianity is how we treat brothers and sisters in Christ. But another mark that he gives us here in verse number two is whether we have concern for the stranger, the person that we don't know. Are we going to help them? Helping them across the street, or carrying the groceries, or uh, when they have a flat tire along the road, and and he gives us this this uh, illustration for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Now again, some have taken this and they've said, well, we better make sure that we attend angels uh, because we may, or that we attend strangers because we never know when they are an angel. While well, that's certainly possible, that he intends that and. Perhaps you've even had maybe anecdotal type of things that have happened to you that you could look back and say, I believe that. I was helping so-and-so and and they were perhaps an angel. I have a story like that personally. I think the illustration is more akin to going back in history and looking back. This has been the writer of Hebrews' um, tendency throughout the book is to go back and look and remember what Abraham did. Remember when Abraham received those two strangers, he found out later that they were angels unaware. He and Sarah were hospitable to them and brought them in and they took care of them. And it turned out, that they were angels. And so I think that this is more in view or more in line with what he's trying to say. But the point here is that we should have concern for people who are in our household, but also we should express it towards others. That is, the love of Christ is not constrained just to the family. The love of Christ is not constrained just to brothers and sisters. The love of Christ steps out. It inconveniences it does for the stranger. Thirdly in this text he's going to tell us that serving God acceptably should have comfort for the suffering. He says in verse 3 remember them that are in bonds as bound with them and them that would suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body. Now, again, he's going to refer to body life. He's referred already to brothers and sisters. Now he's going to refer to body life here. And specifically, the care that he's talking about here are those that are in bonds. Obviously, in the writing of Hebrews, there were some that had been arrested and were in chains as a result of their faith in the gospel being a christian was very uh very uh difficult in these days uh, because of who was reigning because of the laws because of them not being willing to accept the message of of the gospel the jews were were very much uh, at variance with uh the gospel of the lord jesus christ and using all their political pull and power to have some imprisoned and even some being killed and so he's telling us here in these verses to not only care for those who are siblings and care for the stranger, have concern for the stranger, but he's telling us to bring comfort for those that are suffering, those that have been in prison for the cause of Christ. He says in verse number three, as bound with them, that is, their thought should be to think about it as though they were also enchained, to look at it from their own perspective. And then he would say, and them which suffer adversity, that is, some may not be in some may not be in prison. But they're still having some a rough rough time, a difficult way to go. And so you should remember that. why? Because as being yourselves in the body, remember that that the teaching of the New Testament is that we care for, we're members one of another and we care for one another, and that when one member of the body hurts and aches, all members of the body hurt and ache. And so he's encouraging us to bring comfort to the suffering. Fourthly, In verse number four, he tells us to have commitment to our spouse. What is serving God acceptably? Uh, It means that we should have commitment to our spouse. Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. He tells us to uh, avoid this matter of whoremongering and adultery, And he tells us in verse number four that marriage is honorable in all in the bed undefiled. Now he's telling us he's dealt with the siblings. He's dealt with the stranger. He's dealt with the suffering. Now he's going to deal with our spouse. That We have a responsibility to be able to walk in godliness and holiness, not just towards our brothers and sisters, not just towards those who are outside and strangers in need, not just towards those who are in bonds or in suffering, but also towards those in our own physical household, those who are spouses. That is, to avoid sin, to walk with God acceptably, means to walk in such a way that we are walking in fidelity, uh, walking in sexual fidelity. He mentions the marriage bed here, that marriage is honorable at all, and the bed undefiled. And he follows that up with a mention of whoremongers and adulterers that God will judge. And he's telling us very emphatically here in these verses that it's imperative that we recognize that this wickedness is sin and ought not to be named among us, those of us that claim to serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. So he tells us about commitment to our spouse. Fifthly, he talks about contentment with his supply. Contentment with his supply. Notice verse 5. It's interesting that the thought of the marriage bed is followed up with a thought of contentment. The Bible says in verse 5, let your conversation be without covetousness. Now, what's the problem with the marriage bed being defiled? Oftentimes, it's a whoremonger or an adulterer is looking at somebody else and wanting what they have instead of what they have. So he says, let your conversation be without covetousness. Now, this doesn't just relate to sexual activity. This is a much broader term. And he's going to say, and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. What God? The point here is that what God has supplied— is enough. What God has given you should be enough. What God has given you in your household with your spouse ought to be enough. What God has provided for you in your finances and what God has provided for you in your health and what God has provided for you in your life and with your children, we should be content with those things. Not always looking and seeking and trying to do more and more and more and more all the time. Not to be have eyes that are full of adultery or covetousness. Looking for things that don't belong to us. It's interesting. He says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You go back, you say, well, where does this particular phrase occur? If you go back to Joshua chapter 1. In Joshua 1.5, as they were preparing to go into the promised land and God told them that they were going to be in battle. He told Joshua, who was Moses' servant, he told him that he would be with him, that he, would be, he should be strong and courageous, and that he would never leave him nor forsake him. And that promise is given to us here today, that God's supply will be there. Just as God's supply for the children of Israel was there as they traveled through uh, the nation of Israel and as they conquered city by city and people by people, so God's supply is going to be there for you, not just in what you have, but in your ability to be victorious in your life, to live victorious over the things that come in your life. And then lastly, in verse number six, he tells us that serving God should not only have care for our siblings and concern for the stranger and comfort for the suffering, commitment to our spouse, contentment with our, with his supply, but it also should come with confidence when we speak. Verse number six, we are able to speak confidently because God's supply is promised to us throughout our lives. And he says, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. You know, a lot of times when we talk about husband and wife relationships, we we say that the woman is the helpmeet or the helper of the man, that she was created for that purpose. And women get offended uh, because uh, they don't want to be seen as any less. They don't want to be seen as lesser than. Well, let me say, this is not a lesser than role because it's also said of God. In verse number six, and throughout the Bible, we find out that the Lord is our helper. In fact, in the Old Testament, when it uses the word help, when he is our help or our helper, it's the same word as help meet given to us in Genesis when Eve was created. God serves in that capacity to us. It is an honored and cherished position. And so we should have confidence when we speak because the Lord is our helper along the way. That's how we can be confident as we serve the Lord with reverence, serve the God acceptably, with reverence and godly fear. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed our time studying the Word of God today. We hope that you'll join us next week as we pick up in verse number seven. If you have questions for our Thoughtful Thursday episode, we want to encourage you to send them to us at podcast.watw at gmail.com. Podcast.watw at gmail.com. Dot com. And as you uh, explore the Bible with us, we're excited to have you along for the journey. Give us questions. We'll add them to our list and come back next Tuesday as we continue our study in Hebrews chapter number 13. Have a great day and God bless. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Wisdom in the Word podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, we invite you to support us by subscribing, rating, and reviewing this show on your favorite podcast app and sharing something you've learned on social media. Thanks again for joining us and we hope to see you next time on Wisdom in the Word.